Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. What I think people forget is the fact that the president actually has overcome um, a speaking impediment. Whoosh. We continue to provide military assistance to Zoom until they get rid of Hamas. Whoosh. The fact that he is getting older and those skills that he's used to kind of overcome some of that mm-hmm. is starting to seep back in. Right. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. From the very beginning, when I was handed the gavel, we needed clarity on what we're doing in Ukraine and how we'll have proper oversight of the spending of precious taxpayer dollars and the American citizens. And we needed a transformative change at the border. He's a monster. Policy changes that they know could not pass if they weren't holding up support uh, for the war against Vladimir Putin. But isn't that um, so the exact I, I just point? Think that's the difficulty. So this is a moment we got to deal with it at home, and then we're going to help Ukraine too. First one, the first one you said. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's. Howie Carr. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show, 844-500-4242. My Aunt Mabel used to have something at her local bank in Portland called the Christmas Club. And every week, I think, uh, she didn't didn't make a lot of money. She was a teacher in the Portland Public Schools. She would, I don't know how much she would put in, five bucks. I don't even think it was ten bucks, but at you know, around this time of the year, maybe a little earlier, she would go and she would cash out all the money she'd been putting into the Christmas club all year. And that's how she would use, that's what she would use for Christmas presents because nobody had credit cards back then. And, you know, nobody, very few people bought on uh, on on uh, credit so you, you you put the money in and you got a Christmas card and then at the end, and with Christmas coming you'd come and you'd get the money out. So Aunt Mabel is long gone. They don't call it first. They didn't call it Christmas clubs anymore. They called it holiday clubs because it was just too offensive to call it a Christmas club. And now I don't, I don't even know if any banks have Christmas clubs anymore because everybody's got a plastic. But you know you know who's coming to to get to cash in his Christmas club. Zelensky. Zelensky is in Washington today. And, and instead of like, you know, looking like my Aunt Mabel did for 200, 300 bucks, this guy's looking for $60 billion. And he, he hasn't been putting the money in. He's just coming. Hey, we, are the, we are the Christmas club, the, the taxpayers of the United States of America. He just wants a blank check. You know, he says the look. He looks at the things. The interest rates are going to go down. That, that may drive up the uh, price of, uh, of mansions. And yachts, I got. I got to do my Christmas shopping now. The little woman wants to go to Paris for her annual uh, shopping spree, you know. And the uh, all the all the nice spots. We gotta have. We you know we gotta have a nice Christmas here. And if and Joe, if you don't come through, well, you you know that F FD ten twenty three with those seventeen audio recordings of you and Hunter taking the money. And the uh, the receipts for the ten million dollars you get you got yeah we've been we've been ma- Santa's not the only one who's been making a list and checking it twice so is Ukraine when uh, we're we're gonna find out who's naughty or nice you got to give us some money 
844-500-4242, You know, the uh, I guess the the big news, at least in Boston today, is that uh, Claudine Gay, the uh, the underqualified, and I'm putting it charitably, president of Harvard University, will survive. The Harvard Corporation has uh, given her the thumbs up temporarily. But you know what? I don't think she's going to make it. I made that the poll question today. We'll get into that in the next segment. But I think I think the Crimson is right, the student newspaper, that, uh, you know, she, she was able to survive the, this. I mean, I mean, she's obviously utterly unqualified to, to be anything near the president of Harvard University or, or anything for that matter. But I think she can survive just by her melanin and just by political correctness and just the general, uh, the general corruption and depravity of Harvard and all of the Poison Ivy League. But I don't know that she can survive long term these uh, these plagiarism issues. I mean, this is just too this is too embarrassing. And you know, I, I know they said that uh, you know, oh, they, the corporation said in its statement today. Oh, oh well, you know, she's going to make some corrections in some of those earlier incidents. But you know, there's there's a lot more than the the ones that uh, Christopher Rufo. I mean, he he just took the first shot. You know, it's it's always good to you know when you're when you're breaking a story, it's always good to have the first lick, get the first lick in there. But usually, you know. The old saying, where there's smoke, there's fire, it usually applies in these kinds of uh, scandals. And so it, there's all kinds of other stuff going uh, going on here. And, uh, and apparently the uh, Washington Free Beacon has been uh, has been reporting this. And uh, that all, they've, they've been going over all of the stuff that she wrote. And the thing is, it's very easy. It's not, it's not like there's a lot of stuff out there because she's not really a scholar. She's she's barely an academic, you know. It's it it's almost like some of the some people, you know, when they realize, you know, and for whatever reason that they don't have to work hard, whether it's uh, you know that their their daddy is going to take care of them and they can just do all the kind of drugs and uh, booze and knock up strippers that they want, like Hunter Biden, they don't do anything. And other times, I think in other cases, like I think in Claudine Gay's case, she realized she all she had to do was check the box, and show up. And just, you know, the race card, don't leave home without it. And so she realized she didn't have to really do anything. And so she hasn't done anything. And, you know, she's just been, she's just been promoted upward, upward, upward. And, uh, and, but now it turns out that, uh, that there was a lot of BS here, you know. And uh, I guess, uh, and, and some of the people, they can buy off some of these people, just like Fauci bought off the people who knew it was a lab link lab leak you know he he just he was throwing millions at him but this is different this is a little bit different because i don't i don't think they they can really throw millions at all these people because this is political science you know what they say about the academic fights the uh the the battles are so fierce because the stakes are so small and so now it turns out that this woman uh, claudine gay who has like apparently she has one paper to her uh, one one quote unquote book, so called to her name, the effect of minority districts and minority representation on political participation in California. It doesn't sound like a real scholarly work, but do you know how do you know how long it it runs? 
114 pages. That's, that's not very long, 114 pages. It was published 22 years ago, 22 years ago. And, uh, you know, so they, they uh, apparently she's been stealing from all stealing stuff from all kinds of people. And they, and they have it in the Washington Free Beacon. They have it side by side. You know, just what she, what she stole from and who she stole it from. She's, a lot of it was from Harvard people. But they may be able to, like, keep the Harvard people quiet. But they, not all of them are from Harvard. And one of them, uh, one of them that's, uh, that she was stealing from is, uh, is, is uh, Carol Swain. Who was uh, she? She was from Princeton. She's black, and she's from Princeton. She's older now, but apparently she's legit. And <laughs> if you're a, if you're a fraud in any in any uh, facet, uh, any endeavor, any racket, you know, you can you can BS people who don't really care, who've never been in the racket and, and don't have any stake in it. But when you go up against someone who and try to steal someone else's thunder in whatever it is, they're gonna come. They're gonna come back hard for you. And I can already see this woman, Carol Swain. She's she's older and she's retired now. Um, she said she wasn't a. She was interviewed by uh, by by somebody today. Uh, she's from Bedford, Virginia. She's she's uh, she was raised in abject poverty in a broken home. Gay was raised in a prosperous household who went uh, Swain had a G, has a GED. Gay attended Phillips Exeter Academy. So again, these these people they they're going to be like uh, oil and water. They they're not they're not going to get along. They obviously don't. Uh she was. She said she was aware of gay, but they were not friends. I was a hotshot, and then I was being displaced by her. It's like the Eagles song, "No Kid in Town." They will never forget you till somebody new comes along. I heard about how brilliant she was, but I never met her. I never knew her, and she's never contacted me. We never had conversations. I haven't read the articles that she published. I can tell you this. When I got my tenure at Princeton, the standard at the Ivy League was you had to have one major book and you had to have a path-breaking book. In other words, you had to do some research. As far as I can tell, said Carol Swain, she has no path-breaking books. I only see one, and it's not really a book. It's listed as a book, but it doesn't seem to be a book. Swain said Gay has published articles, but most of them, she said, are in journals that would not be considered leading journals, so her record does not even seem to support tenure, not at Harvard or at Princeton. The scholar who served on President Donald J. Trump's 1776 commission, well, that settles it. She's a MAGA Republican. We don't have to take her seriously, even if she did have tenure at Princeton and did some groundbreaking research. She knows Donald J. Trump. She must be terrible. She said she would prefer to go after the academic establishment that pushed gay ahead of her qualifications and merits. So the and I, I I'm guessing that out of all those people that she that she lifted material from, there's going to be more than one Carol Swain Swain. And they're just going to be out there, and they're going to keep chipping away. And this is going to become like a, a, a standing joke. And I don't think Harvard can take it. They've already, according to uh, Aikman, uh, Ackman, excuse me, they've already lost a billion dollars. And again, a billion dollars 
seems like a lot of money, but I was thinking about it today. Harvard has an endowment of $53 billion. A billion dollars? Think of it this way. You got 530 bucks in your pocket. You're walking down the street. You see something you want to buy for a buck. Are you worried about paying a buck out of 530 bucks? That's what a billion, a billion to Harvard, I, well, I guess it would be like 10 bucks. It would be like 10 bucks. Would you worry about 10 bucks? No, you wouldn't. Howie, maybe it, I wouldn't worry about it, but yeah. I would try to figure out if there was like a hole in my pocket. You know what I mean? Like I would try to figure out how I lost that. I wouldn't want to keep losing it. That would concern me. Yeah, but you you don't, the, it, it's easy to convince somebody not to do something, but it's it, it's hard, it's much harder just in human nature to convince somebody that they made a mistake. And this 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 uh, woman has only been president for six months, so they get they would all have to admit they made a mistake. It's like telling the New York Times and the Washington Post, you know, you got scammed on this Russian collusion hoax thing and a million other uh, Trump stories in the last six years, seven years. They they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that they made this mistake. But I don't know what they're going to do. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. We'll take your calls on this in a in a uh, in a moment. Let's uh, open up the lines. Want to help people devastated by the ongoing conflict in Israel? In these challenging and uncertain times, trust is vital. That's why on Give, Send, Go, you can be confident that your donations reach individuals, families, and others in desperate need of your support. Give, Send, Go understands you want your donations to make a real difference. So they've created an easy, reliable, and secure way to connect givers like you with campaigns for Israelis in need. Give, Send, Go now offers lower processing fees, ensuring more of the money you give goes directly towards the people affected. Your generosity will stretch even further. They've also added new payment options like Apple Pay for quick, secure giving from your Apple device. And with Link, securely saving your card info allows for easy repeat donations. Sending relief is now just a click away. That's why Give, Send, Go is your trusted platform for sending hope, help, and healing directly to the citizens of Israel who are displaced, grieving, or in any way touched by this crisis. Give with confidence or start a campaign for someone you know on GiveSendGo.com, your trusted platform for making a difference. That's GiveSendGo.com. I'm Howie Carr. Listen to the Howie Carr Show from anywhere. Hey, Dad, what sorcery is this? Go to HowieCarshow.com and click listen to start streaming Howie live in crystal clear high definition. I'm whispering right in your ear. Buzz, 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 buzz. His jolly demeanor only goes so far. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. The Howie Car Show is back. 844-500-4242. I love my pillows products. I sleep with their pillows. I wear their slippers. I dry off with their towels. Now you can enjoy all of their products with great discounts by using the code Howie at MyPillow.com. From pillows, towels, slippers, and even their Giza Dream Sheets, go to MyPillow.com and use code Howie for amazing discounts. Jared, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is will Claudine Gay be Harvard president in two years? 
I don't think so. 63% of the audience agrees with you. They say no. 37% think she'll make it. They think the race card, you don't have to worry about an expiration date on the race card. Maybe they're right. What I said on, I, I tweeted out yesterday on Monday when the first plagiarism uh, stories came out. I said, I think she'll still survive. In the end, Melanin wins. And they what a racist you are. I guess I was right, though, wasn't I? 844-500-4242. Did she cite my work at all, Carol, and, Carol Swain says, because my work won the highest prize political scientists can win, and my work was the one cited in the voting rights cases about majority-minority districts. If she didn't cite my work, then that would be more concerning to me that she was able to advance through academia do, doing work very similar to mine without citing me. I mean, her ideas came from me because she came after me, right? Now, Carol, you, what you don't understand, she went to prep school, okay? She's from Haiti. Her parents are from Haiti. So, you know, when, the, and when it comes to the victimhood sweepstakes, she's going to trump you every time. Sorry about that, Carol. Dave, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Dave. Howie, the way to get the attention of Harvard, MIT, Penn, Stanford, all of them, introduce legislation that tax the um, the endowments. endowments. Did, yep. But didn't yep. Trump did that though? Didn't he? And and I think I they actually know. got some, uh, you know. Uh, some kind of small, very, very minor legislation passed. And as soon as uh, Trump was gone, the uh, the Poison Ivy League uh, put in bills to, to do away with it, Dave. Well, do it again. You know, <laughs> just keep taking a run at it until until you have some level of success that can't be, uh, can't be rescinded because otherwise it's going to sit up there and laugh at everybody. That's all. Yeah, I, I know. You know, you know, they say, uh, well, you know, Harvard and uh, MIT and BC and BU, they all make in lieu of payments, right? They, 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 they're not, their property isn't taxed, but they make payments to the city of Cambridge or Boston. And, you know, and I always thought to myself, you know, I'm a, I'm a taxpayer in the city of Boston. I was a taxpayer in the city of Boston. I was a taxpayer in the, it's property taxpayer in the city of uh, Cambridge. And my pro, I, I'm positive my property taxes were a higher percentage of my net wealth than Harvard and MIT and BC and BU and all that, Emerson and all the rest of them were paying uh, to uh, to the cities of Cambridge and Boston in lieu of in yeah here here's a quarter call someone who cares with this in lieu of BS I'm with Dave all the way tax them tax them back to the Stone Age. Mike, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Howie. Hi, Grace. Thanks for having me on. Uh, first thing I want to say is about the issue as to whether they'll cave. And you were talking about earlier about how it impacts their bottom line. I think you've got some people that are like um, uh, Disney. They're obviously on some sort of corporate kamikaze mission. Don't care how low it yeah. goes. Then you got people like you were talking about John Kerry on his birthday. He won't reach for his wall. So some people are more skittish about money than others. Um, now, the right. thing I think we're really leaving on the table when it comes to controversies is that what we need to do is link controversies. Don't let them stand alone. Yeah, well, I, I think that's the thing, that this is going to be, this plagiarism thing is going to be a scab. I mean, people's memories are short.
live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. So, uh, Grace just sent me a uh, Babylon B piece. This is what I'm talking about when I mean that uh, Claudine Gay is now going to become the uh, butt of unending jokes. Here's the headline. Claudine Gay responds to plagiarism accusations by giving inspiring I have a dream speech. This won't be the last one. It's probably not even the first one. It's just the first one get- we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, I don't think she can she can escape this. And it's and it's not like she has this uh as the, the they they always use the word in the reviews, magisterial work. You know, this groundbreaking work as Carol Swain put it. She doesn't have anything like that. She's she's just got a bunch of uh notes that she apparently lifted from other people. So she's not she's not a real scholar. I mean she's obviously not an intellect. We saw that last week. She just uh she just takes talking points from uh, from equally clueless disconnected lawyers and uh, recites them and then doesn't even realize she said anything wrong and then tries to apologize and can't even get that straight and has to go back and apologize a second time. She, she, she was on Tuesday. She apologized on Wednesday. That was inadequate. So she had to apologize again, go to the Harvard Crimson on Thursday. So I, I just, eh, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see her last in the long term. But Howie, All right. don't you yes, also Grace. think that Harvard has an issue now with any students? Because you, you know there have been students in the past who have been either expelled or suspended or punished in some way for plagiarizing. Don't those students have a case now? Can't they come forward and say, hey, I didn't do anything. I know they're calling it inadequate citations. That's what the, the email that the Harvard Corporation sent out. But can't these students say, hey, I was, I was just guilty of inadequate citations? Good luck. Good luck with them. You know, I mean, I, I told the story last week about I, I lived in this uh, this building uh, on uh, Prescott Street, and it was right right almost in the middle of the Harvard campus, and it was owned by a private uh, guy who'd had it like a third generation. And Harvard would come to him every few years and say, "Do you want to sell the building?" And he'd say, "No, I don't." And they'd say, "That's okay. We'll be back. We're not going anywhere." And they, I mean, they're like the, it's like suing the government. You know, they just got to try to – Harvard will just try to wear you out. Remember the guy uh, that uh, made up some stuff? Uh, he was an American citizen, and he made up some stuff, and he got into Harvard, and then they threw him out. And then almost simultaneously, an illegal alien who had uh, lied uh, to get into the college, they, they didn't do anything to him. And uh, I'm sure nothing happened to him. And the American student who lied, the, he couldn't get back into Harvard. I mean, it's, it's the old double standard. Yeah. And I guess if you lied, if what I'm saying is true, then if you did lie to get into Harvard and got in trouble for it, you could have just said, well, you guys hired Elizabeth Warren. She did the same thing. But you're right. They don't hold themselves to their own standards. So it really it's a moot point. Um, But what I did find interesting about the story, how he was Bill Ackman, who's kind of keeping us abreast of what was going on before the news even broke. And he said, This is a quote. I've been told now by two reporters that one of the factors that made it challenging for the Harvard board to fire gay was that they were concerned it would look like they were kowtowing to me, which is actually I had that thought when he was really coming hard for gay. I thought it's going to be hard for them to to follow his lead or or to look like they're taking his advice because he's a white, rich man and they can't take sides with him. 
but he's not the only one, you know. I mean, again, he, he has a ton of money, but he has he has very little money compared to Ken Griffin, the guy who lives down here in Palm Beach, you know, who, who moved uh, Citadel out of uh, Chicago. And he's originally, from, I think, from Delray Beach. I, I mean, but, but the thing is, Griffin just kind of, you know, he made a few statements, but he wasn't like front and center, you know, tweeting right. out every, every hour or so. I have a feeling that, you know, uh, Losing losing uh, Griffin would would hurt him more than losing uh, Ackman. Well, here's a question for you, Howie. So this is also Ackman. He says, I've been copied and blind copied on numerous letters and emails to the university from alums who have written scathing letters to Gay and or the boards withdrawing their donations. He went on to accuse Gay of doing more damage to Harvard's reputation than anyone in the university's history. Howie Carr, someone who's very, very familiar with Harvard, would you agree with his assessment? Or can you think of anyone else who you think has done more damage to no. Harvard's reputation? No, I can't. I can't actually. Wow. No, I mean, I think that the Harvard Harvard has always had this this really great reputation, even when they were, you know, like engaging in a virulent anti-Semitism a, a, a century ago, and and they never they they always were super waspy and and Yankee, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's an old story. I think it's in. Uh, it, it's in the the uh, proper Bostonians by Cleveland Amory. It's a it's a great book from the '40s. But there was a guy. I think his name was Lawrence Lowell. I mean, you talk about an old Yankee name, Lawrence Lowell. You know the, the, what the two cities are named after. And he was the president of Harvard, and he was like he towered above everybody. And uh, one day he w- he went down during World War One. He went down to Washington on the train mm-hmm. to what uh, to. To, to just discuss everything with the federal government. So some reporter came in to, the, to his office, and they said, is, uh, is Lawrence Lowell around? And the secretary said, the president is in Washington meeting with Mr. Wilson. <laughs> and, I mean, that's the, that's the kind of prestige they had. Yeah. You know? I mean, Claudine Gay, this, this woman stole papers on and not and again not even on like you know important research you know that advanced the the sum of human knowledge this is she she stole stories about political science <laughs> I mean, yeah come pe- on people are calling um this this back and forth between representative elise stefanik and these three presidents uh from mit harvard and upenn they're calling it the bud light moment and I think that kind of sums it up. It's, it's it's a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't be paying attention to this, seeing something and saying, whoa, I didn't realize we had gone this far. I didn't realize the pendulum had swung this far. And now you have a lot of business people, including Dave Portnoy from Barstool, who are saying, I'm not going to hire anyone from Harvard. And um, I definitely think, but you know what, Howie, I wonder, like, you, you know this because you always use the expression, you can always tell a Harvard man, but you can't tell him much. People from Harvard doesn't usually take long for them to tell you that they're from Harvard. Um, no, it doesn't. Do you think that will change, or do you think that people will still have the same amount of pride in their alma mater? I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think pride is the right word. Hubris, maybe, is the right <laughs> word. You know, there, or, uh, or false pride. I I don't I no I don't think it'll I don't think it'll change. You know, the the thing is in, in these kinds of situations these people got in either by checking the box or by the fact that their legacies or that their parents gave 10 million or 20 million bucks. And as soon as they got in, they think uh they think God 
brought him in because they 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 totally deserved it. It's it's again it's human nature, Grace. You yeah, know? no, you're you, right. You and I see it, and we just think the Harvard bleepity bleeps. But you know, we, we'd probably be doing the same thing if we uh, if we had everything handed to us on a silver platter because uh, you know we checked the boxes or, or our parents uh, had uh, had millions of dollars. Howie, that's why I'm so glad that you and I both decided not to go to Harvard. Yeah. I know. I like to, I, it's so much, you know, I feel like a man of the people having gone to a state school, you know? <laughs> uh, Grace's News is brought to you by Tux Trucks GMC, your Fisher plow distributor in Hudson, Mass. If you need a plow for your half-ton pickup, you can check out the Fisher EZV. It's lightweight but built strong to handle the demands of a New England winter. So check it out at TuxTrucksGMC.com. There's a new poll out here, Howie. It's from Jen Ford, and it shows that 17 percent of black Americans support Donald Trump. That might not seem like a high number, but to give you some context, it's up nine points from 2020. So 20 percent of black Americans said they would vote for someone else other than Trump or Biden. But 17 percent of black Americans currently support Donald Trump. This is a huge number for him. As you know, Howie, usually um, the black vote is a key demographic, especially for Democrats, it's usually they it usually heavily favors Democrats. That that uh, demographic, right? But and I guess Trump is doing particularly well about uh, among black men. And you know, there's an interesting column. I'll, I may try to read it today. Uh, it's I think in the Daily Caller or somewhere. A guy named Will Pierce, who's been like a, a, a Democrat operative for uh, Bernie Sanders and also for Biden. And he just laid it out. He said, I can't take this anymore. This is ridiculous. You know, they, they, he, you know he cited uh, education, taxes, the fact that the Democrats don't care about uh, anyone's constitutional rights. He, 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 he sounded like he was a member of the House Freedom Caucus the way he was writing it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe Joe Biden... <laughs> I don't think his uh, remember the the famous quote he said to Charlemagne the God, if you're not voting for me, you ain't black. I don't think that's going to work this time around. I'm not sure how well it worked the first time, but I don't think that black Americans want to hear that from Joe Biden at this point. So today he's Jewish, right? Last well, last Friday he was a Hawaiian. What's what's next? Well, it's it's is he going to be an Eskimo on Friday? Howie, there's there's certain occasions, and you know this, there's certain occasions, like when you come on the air right after a really heavy news day or something and you've got to deliver what's going on, you don't need to make it personal. Like, not everything needs to be brought back to the person giving the story. He's got to make Hanukkah about him and his dad? How does that work? It works if your brain doesn't. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> exactly. That's it for me, Howie. Thanks, uh, Grace. You're going to stick around for the uh, cheap bastard deal? Absolutely. I'm really excited about this one. By the way, 919 says, I'm waiting for the president of Harvard to say, Trump made me do it. It's all Trump's fault. Yeah. I, I'm surprised Trump hasn't been blamed for uh, Liz McGill. Everybody's the always Liz. blaming me for everything. <laughs> you, you notice he is, he's totally kept out of this pen thing, even though he's, a, he's an alumnus. And, and I think, you know, there, there's, an, there's the old saying, discretion is the better part of valor. He doesn't often observe that old saw, but in this case, I think it's the it's the right move by the, Mr. President. Happy holidays to you. My pillow is excited to bring their biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for the holidays. Here's a great gift for you. Right now, you can get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as little as twenty nine ninety eight. A set of pillowcases for only nine ninety eight. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as little as ninety nine ninety nine. 
They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. Want to give the perfect gift this holiday season? Give the gift of better sleep with MyPillow's extended money-back guarantee. They're extending their money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making these products the best for your family and friends. So, happy holidays to you. Just go to MyPillow.com and use promo code HOWIE or call 800-658-4965 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. And get all your shopping done now while quantities last. I'm Howie Carr. The Howie Carr Show will be right back. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. It's Howie Carr's Cheap Bastard Deal. Sounds too good to be true. Oh no, it's real and it's a steal. You know there's plenty more when you shop at Howie's store for another Howie Car Cheap Bastard deal. Howie Car, the cheapest bastard around. All right, this is uh, one of the uh, viewers uh, and listeners' favorites here. The Fallens Be Inn in North Sutton, New Hampshire, in the Lakes region. It is the perfect retreat inn for every season for so many reasons. Gather with friends, family, or coworkers to enjoy peaceful spring days, reserving any one or all of Follins B Inn's 17 unique historic guest rooms, each with a private bathroom. You have total privacy in these rooms. Uh, I've been there. Grace has been there. It's a great place. In summer, swim in pristine Kizar Lake. Explore with boats and bikes for guest use. Stroll at or lounge lakeside. In autumn, sit porchside and drink in the blaze of color, embracing the hills surrounding Kizar Lake. And warm up to winter using the inn's complimentary snowshoes or skate ski or just relax by one of the fires in the lovely common area. In, in other words, it's, it's great uh, 365 days of the year. And guests start every Follinsby morning with an exquisite homemade hot breakfast. I wish I had one right now. Crafted by owner, chef, and New Orleans native, Dennis Swords. While supplies last, you can purchase a two consecutive night stay at the Follinsby Inn. That's a $400 value for just $200. So you get a, a weekend for 200 bucks if you want. Get your gift certificate now at HowieCarshow.com and click store. With uh, terms and conditions not redeemable for cash, redeemable for one two-night stay for two persons, subject to room availability and no refunds. Uh, joining us now is uh, Dennis Swords. Dennis, thanks for being with us. This is a great deal, and it's a we we uh, Grace and I love this place. Yes, thank you, Howie. We always look forward to the cheap pastor deal and to you and Grace visiting us. Well, uh, we we love it, and uh, I just uh, I had I've had such a great time there, and uh, Grace has had. Uh, great time too. Yeah, Howie. Uh, I not not just me. My entire family at this point has made a tradition of going to the Fallen's Bee Inn. My parents went this summer. They had the best time. They love walking around Kizar Lake. They love getting to talk to Dennis. They always meet really nice people. They give me an update on each of the delicious breakfasts that they have: the blueberry waffles, eggs Benedict, homemade granola. They really give me the the rundown. And something you said, Howie, that I know Dennis can talk about a little bit more. 
is sometimes people think if they're not familiar with ins, they think that everything's going to be like a group effort. There's a lot of privacy with this in. You're getting your own bathroom. Like if you want to meet people and, and partake in that, it's fun. But you can also relax and kind of keep to yourself if that's more your vibe. Right. You could just Absolutely. stay downstairs and uh, and chat with everybody else. And uh, I, I had a really good time the, night, the last time I was there with the mailroom manager. We just stayed down there and uh, talked and talked and talked. But you don't have to. You don't have to do that. You can uh, you can go upstairs, or you know when it's uh, when the the uh, days are long, you can just hang out. It's it, it doesn't get dark till nine o'clock at night, right, Dennis? That's right. Yes. Um, so not only can you go to your room for privacy, but we have more than one area, common area uh, with fires. Um, some of them with. Uh, in the hallways on the second and third floor, little private areas for people to sit. We have uh, the main room where you sat and talked to guests, but then we also have a little game room that has a fire going, and people love to sit in there and just relax. And and the the breakfasts are incredible. It's just uh, it, it's just so fantastic. I was just thinking now I. I almost uh, bought some tapioca pudding today when I was in the store, uh, just uh, grabbing a couple of things. Uh, but you know, then I thought Dennis Swords made me homemade tapioca pudding. Oh my goodness! And and the tell tell people the kind of uh, breakfast you uh, you prepared, Dennis. Well, we usually do um, we do hashes frequently, where we'll have uh, poached eggs with hollandaise on a. Corned beef hash, for instance, that's one of the guest favorites. And the corned oh. beef, I actually corned the beef myself, which means that, uh, letting it marinate in spices for over a week and then slow cooking it. So that makes a great, great corned beef hash. Uh, and with that, we always serve angel biscuits, which is um, my own recipe. They're a delicious, flaky, buttery biscuit. Better than anything you can get in New Orleans, in oh. my opinion. Yes. Um, well, and from New Orleans, we'll we'll do. I'll do beignets some days for breakfast. Mm. And uh, there's my brother who grew up on beignets as I did. When he comes over, he says they're better than the ones he can get in New Orleans. So he's happy for those. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a fantastic place. The uh, the Fallen's be in in uh, in North Sutton, New Hampshire. It's right in the. And how far is it from Boston? Just tell everybody how that it's it's not it's not that far away. No, it's not. It's about ninety minutes, and it's a completely different world. Yeah, it is. And, and again, when it, whatever season you go to it, there's there's uh, a lot to be said for being at the Fallen's Bn. Even even in the winter, it's just a, it's an amazing place, and that yeah. lake is is so beautiful. And in the uh, summer, you got all these birds, all those lake birds. Like, what kind of birds could people see, Dennis? Oh, they can see great blue herons. Uh, they can see bald eagles. They can see the loons. We always have a mating pair of loons and their chick out there in the summertime. Great, great. The Fallen's BN, you can get a $400 gift certificate for 200 bucks for two nights right now. 